Welcome to another episode of the Alamo City Sportscast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today we're going to be talking about a, a slew of topics. And one of those is going to be the offset comments by one, uh, what's his name here? Rashid, or I'm trying to think of the guy's name, Rashad McCants. That's what it was. Rashad McCants, as he was talking about Coach Pop on Gil's Arena's podcast, Gilbert Arena's podcast. And he said, Coach Popovich is a bad coach. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to go ahead and discuss uh, Taylor Swift reportedly declining to play at the upcoming Super Bowl. And we're also going to go ahead and discuss a fine that was handed out by the NBA to one James Harden for his comments uh, against the uh, owner of the 76ers. And something that I found was funny, too, is that they have this they they have this tweet that I, I tweeted out earlier today, and it was trigger a fan base. With this one, with one sentence, I think that's going to be fun to go ahead and try. And you also, I also want to talk about top ten movies. What is your top ten, your top ten sports films of all time? What does that list look like for you? We're going to talk about that. A little bit of MLB talk. We're going to talk about, you know, the the MLB race that's heating up here between the Astros and the Rangers. Uh, as I woke up earlier today to see the standings, and I was quite surprised. That's what I saw. And we're also going to be joined by a guest today. We're going to be joined by Carolina Teague, host of League of Her Own. So let's go ahead and get into this. And as I stated, I woke up earlier today and I was looking at the MLB standings. And to much of my, you know, to my surprise here. And what's good, Christopher Leha? <laughs> Puro pinch Astros. Yeah, man. What's good, man? I was just about to go ahead and get into that discussion with the Astros. We're going to go ahead and show the wild card standings. So the wild card standings that we have, the latest, uh, let's say not just wild card standings, but the standings themselves. Look at what's happening here. AL West, you have the Rangers that are just one game ahead of the Astros. And you have Seattle followed closely behind the Houston Astros. So I was like, okay. I woke up and it's like, man, they're just one game back. That's not bad at all. Astros might actually catch up to the Rangers if the Rangers uh, keep on or would decide to go ahead and, and choke and lose. But in the wild card standings right now that we, we see, the wild card race in the AL West, or the AL, should I say, wild card standings, you have Tampa Bay leading the pack, followed by Houston, then be by Seattle. So that race is heating up. Hey, what's good, man? What's good, Tim Gonzalez? Hope the clouds last all day and maybe get some rain. You know what? That's another discussion too, man. It's the, it's the weather here in San Antonio. So one of the things that's been happening here is that we've been having this record heat, right? We've had this record heat wave, setting records, temperatures in 103, 105, just seems like every single day. It's ridiculous at this point. Now we have Tropical Storm Herald that made landfall earlier today. And you're thinking, well, maybe we're going to get some rain. Well, I saw the latest weather reports, and it says, like, we're probably going to get, like, maybe 0.25 inches of rain, not even, like, a good little downpour. Is something that you'll just basically wet the grass real quick, you know, like a quick spray. Either way, man, at least keep the temperatures below 100 because today we could use a little bit of relief, man. It's it's been it's been a hot one here in San Antonio, more so than usual. What Anthony uh, Anthony L says, hope the clouds last. Okay, Tim Gonzalez says, Notre Dame versus oh Navy versus Notre Dame this Saturday live from Ireland. Yeah, that's going to be a lit game right there, for sure. It wouldn't be the first time the Rangers choke away a lead 2011. Oh, God. We all know about that, man. But, yeah, the Rangers right now just sitting one game ahead of the Astros. So that race is heating up. And let's see, you know, what what schedules are going to favor the uh, – is going to favor the Astros or the Rangers? Um, I believe when I saw the standings or saw the schedules uh, last time, it looked like the Rangers had the more favorable schedule. But, again, man, you got to win and – Sometimes the Rangers choke things away, you know, and they lose just like they did in the World Series. Who can forget that? But the Rangers do have a couple upcoming games here. They're going to be playing the Twins. They have a series that's going to start on Thursday. They play them again Friday and Saturday. And this is a three-game, well, four-game series because it ends on Sunday. Then they're going to play the Mets. Again, that's a three-game series that they have against the Mets. Then another one against the Twins. And then they're going to face the Astros again coming up here on September the 4th. So the Rangers. 
appear on paper to have the better schedule for the next couple games. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Astros and see where they're standing right now and who they're going to be playing. I know they went ahead and played the Boston Red Sox yesterday, and they beat the Red Sox four to nine, well nine to four. They play the Red Sox again today at seven ten, and let's say they're going to play. They have a four game series with them, so it's a, today. Then it's going to be tomorrow. Then on Thursday, then the Astros are going to play the Tigers uh, to end the week there on the twenty seventh. So they're going to play the Tigers from Friday the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and the twenty seventh. So the Astros and the Rangers both have pretty good schedules coming up, man. So we're going to have to see what happens. As long as it, the team that wins the most is going to go ahead and, and topple the other one. So I, I don't know. I like to root for an underdog. So secretly, low-key, I don't have a dog in this fight. But the Rangers, I don't know, man. They've done some questionable things to me in, you know, in the past where they had that one time where they could have opened their stadium to take in the Astros when you know all that flooding was occurring because of the hurricane and the decline to do so. So that kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. So low-key, I'm kind of secretly rooting for the Astros. <laughs> and over Fizz, what's happening, JGA? What's up? And to let you guys know, I am trying something new today. I went ahead and uh, posted this on Twitter Spaces. So if you all want to jump on the Twitter Spaces as well uh, and go ahead and join the, the discussion, you can do so. You just got to go and join the Twitter Spaces that I started. Go in there, and I'll go ahead and bring you on the discussion floor, you know, on the stage, should I say. And that way you can join us. So I'm going to go ahead and stop sharing this screen here. And remember, today we do have Carolina Teague that will be joining us here shortly at 12.30 p.m. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the San Antonio Spurs. And we had some, I don't know what, I don't even know what to go ahead and, and tell you about this one. This one was just way out of left field, and I don't understand the logic behind it. But Rashad McCants, probably just doing it just to go ahead and get views, get attention, was on Gills Arena the Gills Arena podcast, Gilbert Arena's podcast. And he went on a rant saying that Coach Pop is a bad coach. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play the little snippet here that I saw from our good friend over at uh, Air Alamo, Josh Paredes. And let you all go ahead and hear this, and you all let me know what you think about this. The whole time I've been thinking that Pop was on his way a bad out. coach. <laughs> Why would you think that? Because he's just been losing without good players. The finesse is in. When you're losing you're without good players, it's like, serious? it's like, all right. Is that a serious statement he yeah. made? Yeah. It, no, he's serious about everything. Do you he's honestly saying, believe that? Yeah, can I, can I, can I continue? Okay, I'll let you know. Can I continue? Yeah, yeah, so, so just like Doc Rivers, you know, this whole time I've been thinking that. Well, those are the comments by Rashad McCants. He said, Coach Pop is a bad coach because of the players that he has right now, that he can't make them any better. I'm, I don't know how to kind of take that. I mean, Coach Pop is not a bad coach. Coach Pop, yes, he had the big three at the time that they were winning championships, but Coach Pop helped coach these players up and try to get the, the most out of every single player, from Tim Duncan, you know, to Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and the slew of other, you know, players that he had on the team at the time. So did you see even Kenyon Martin's look, man, just looking at the guy like, what are you smoking, man? I mean, this this is, of course, clickbait. It's it's done purposefully. So that way you can go ahead and check out the podcast because it's nothing but nonsense. It's meant to entertain you. So I'm sure that that's exactly what he's doing this for. But if you want to go check out the podcast, you can go check that out. Gills Arena. And let me know what you guys thought as well. You know, this to me, these are just outrageous comments from somebody who really didn't have a, a great NBA career to speak of, you know? I mean, he's not even playing in the league anymore. He was drafted, I think, in 05, 06. And his career lasted all the way until the 08, 09 season. He's not playing in the league anymore, but he's going to say Coach Pop is a bad coach. <laughs> exactly. Who did Rashad McCants beat every year? Probably nobody. That's why he's not in the league anymore. He's out. <laughs> You know, so he's just not he's not making any sense at all, man, in regards to those comments. And I know he went and said other things as well. I'm going to go ahead and play. You know what? Let me go ahead and play this so you all can hear the rest of this, because this guy's just full on nuts. Oh, man. I know how to back my shit up. Like, I know I know Greg Popovich ain't no goddamn good huh? coach. Oh, God. You know he's not a good he coach? Is, yeah. He's bugging. He done doubled down. He done doubled down. What you double down on what? You, you, you had you got... 
three excellent. But who made them in a so Tony? So so let's let so since you since you say that right, uh -huh. so was Tony Parker projected to be a Hall of Famer when he got drafted? Nope. Is he a Hall of Famer right now? He's gonna be a He's Hall of Famer. Yes. Let's stop the bullshit. I'm boy. not stopping nothing. I'm asking a yes. question. Yes. Tony Parker is a Hall of, is a Hall of Famer. Yes. Absolutely, yes. He's not a Hall of Famer right now. He's a Hall yes. of Famer. You know what I'm saying? But I know how to back. Yeah, as you heard here, <laughs> not even worth it to comment exactly. That guy's just full on crazy, man. Just a bunch of nonsense. So anyway, we're getting off the Rashad McCants uh, topic right there. Is Coach Pop a good, good coach? Is he a bad coach? No, he's not. He is not a bad coach. He's in the Basketball Hall of Fame for a reason. And you saw everybody looking at him crazy. And are you going to take a guy serious who's doing a podcast wearing a crown? What are you the king of losing? <laughs> you know, really? Oh, let me go ahead and check this real quick. Uh, our girl Caroline T is going to be joining us here at 1230. So I need to go ahead and send her the link. I'll go ahead and get that ready for her. But let's go ahead and take a quick uh, pause here and go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. Locked on Spurs is your daily Spurs podcast hosted by Jeff Garcia, the lead Spurs writer for Ken's 5 San Antonio. Jeff has a healthy plethora of guests all the time on the Locked on Spurs podcast. You can also follow Jeff on threads at Jeff G Ken's 5 SA. You can also follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. So make sure you go ahead and give Jeff a follow not only on threads and Twitter, but also on YouTube at YouTube.com forward slash at locked on spurs this is where you're going to be able to find the replay of the locked on spurs podcast make sure to like subscribe and share so there you go make sure you go and like subscribe and share over there with jeff garcia and all the great stuff he's got going on with the locked on spurs podcast and you can go ahead and follow jeff on twitter at jeff g spurs zone let's see i might go ahead and get back to the comments here yeah mike bias from bear county social parent who says crazy talk David Otwater, what's up, David? I'm late today. It's all good, brother. It's all good, man. As long as you're here, you're enjoying the show and you're interacting with us. It's all we can all we can ask for, man. We're glad to have you. So we're gonna go ahead and talk about something else that came up, man. I thought it was kind of kind of wild in a way. You had reportedly, and I'll say this reportedly, you have uh, Taylor Swift, man, of all people saying that reportedly they're saying that she went ahead and declined to play at the upcoming uh, Super Bowl halftime show. So that brings up a topic of discussion, man. Like, you know, you've seen the, the Super Bowl halftime show. Some are good. Some are not, you know, all that great. But it just seems like they're getting the most, the most uh, I guess, popular singers of the time, you know, to try to go ahead and get boost the ratings and whatnot. You know, it's all for entertainment. But if you had an opportunity, like, who would you actually want to play at the Super Bowl halftime show? We always see, you know, the NFL, when they're introducing the teams, they're always playing rock and roll anthems, right? Iconic rock and roll anthems. Why don't we go ahead, go ahead and revisit that? Like, I know they were paying, playing a lot of pop uh, bands out there right now, a lot of pop music. But can we get back to playing some rock and roll? Like, where did that go, man? Like, I know they had <laughs> Tupac, Tim Gonzalez. But seriously, like, I mean, can we get back to, like, some of the other bands? Like, I know that, you know, they might not be as popular, but they still weren't, you know, the biggest stage. Some of these older acts, you know, I think they could go ahead and bring in the viewership. I think everybody would, would really appreciate that. And, you know, you had the other uh, halftime show and it had, like, the old, the OGs themselves. You had Snoop and was it Eminem and all these. I think they even rolled out 50 Cent. Like, he was eating a 50-piece McNugget meal, you know? So... <laughs> It, I don't know, man. To me, it'd just be like, who would you put up there on the stage? And should they leave that up to the fans? Should they have fans have like a vote, you know, in this? Since they're the ones that are paying to go and, and see the the game, you know? I mean, would, would I would think that would be interesting to like leave the vote up to the fans, have a couple bands out there, you know, a couple acts, and have the fans go ahead and vote on that, along with maybe some members of the media. You know, I think that would be kind of interesting, you know, to see who would get the most votes selena 
Oh, there you go. Christopher Leha, the L.A. halftime show was straight up fire. Yeah, it was good to see some of the OGs up there. I think they even had like Mary J. Blige up there as well. So it, it was cool, man. I mean, they were still alive, you know, they're still able to perform a little bit. So that was cool. In little holograms for the halftime show. I'm with it. <laughs> you would. I mean, I don't know. You could do a lot of things with the holograms nowadays, but it would be cool to at least have some of that music featured. Like, I mean, Tupac had some bangers back in the day. You know, Selena, too, man, like it would be cool to have them be able to, I guess, be able to perform in some some miracle way, maybe by holograms or something, man. But it'd be interesting to see what they would do with that. You know, as far as a halftime show, pay tribute to to some of the the greats that are no longer with us, kind of like a compilation of, of the best of that would be pretty dope, I think. And I think the fans would get get up for them. They would get excited. So maybe one day. The, the NFL will, will do something like that. But eh, we'll see what happens. But I know the Swifties are probably like, oh, Taylor declined because she's too busy or whatever. Like, um, maybe she is, you know. But either way, I mean, why would you want to decline playing at the Super Bowl halftime show? It's arguably the biggest act on the face of the planet, you know. So, I mean, why would you want to go ahead and give that up? I don't know. You got to scratch your head on that one. Unless she's doing a show somewhere else around the world, you know, maybe that would be the reason why, but yeah, we'll see what happens, man. In the, up, in the upcoming weeks here, I'm sure we're going to have some news break that they've already found their, uh, their halftime act. Do they do Selena? They got to go. They got to do como, como la flor and watch everyone cry. Oh yeah, man. But I bet you everyone knows all the Selena songs, you know, it's not just here, the cultura, you know, the, the raza here in San Antonio, the Mexicanos, I mean, she was a, like a, a national or worldwide icon. You know, people knew her music all over the place. So they should play some Selena. I think that would be pretty dope, man. I, I would get up for that, dude. I would like that. So let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of NBA news now as we kind of transition here. I did see that our good buddy here, Jeff Garcia, went ahead and tweeted this out, which I'll go ahead and share with you guys right now. The NBA announced that 76ers guard James Harden was going to be fined $100,000 by the NBA for the public comments that he made about their owner on, 14th and, on the 14th and 17th of August, indicating he would not perform the services called for under his player contract unless traded to another team. Well, <laughs> um, I, know, I know Harden was quite upset uh, with Dolan at the time. But, I mean, there's really nothing else you can do at this as the, at this juncture. I think he got finagled, you know. They went ahead and promised, hey, we're going to go ahead and sign you for, you know, for, uh, for a cheap uh, price. We want to kind of save money. But we're going to go ahead and make sure that we trade you right away. Well, that was not the case. The 76ers lied. They got James Harden for a discounted price. And basically, they're going to go ahead and roll him out there for one season. And then they're done with him. Either maybe trade him midseason or, you know, see what else they can get for him. I don't know if they'll let him walk for nothing. I mean, they've already paid him uh, a pretty good amount for one season. But, yeah, they'll probably trade him for picks or something that will happen before the season ends. But I thought it was funny nonetheless. Just for opening your mouth because you're over here upset that you believed what somebody told you. And if you really wanted to get traded, why didn't you just ask for the trade? Go get traded. Go somewhere else. Why re-up for one more season, you know? I don't know. He did. He kind of did that to himself. I think he kind of shot himself in the foot. Now he's not happy. Ah, there you go. Mario Cavazzo says, because I was talking about the halftime Super Bowl show, they could bring back an act. Is hologram Blind Melon Nirvana, Nirvana and Grateful Dead. That would, that would be pretty badass, dude. I like that. And then Chris Gonzalez says, Taylor does not need the halftime show, especially this year. Maybe in five years or five years ago. Yeah, man. I mean, she's making billions of dollars, you know. But either way, man, it would have still been, you know, up to her benefit to even, like, push her narrative, her brand out there even more in front of more eyes to a worldwide audience. So, yeah, we'll see, man, what happens with, with Taylor in the future. But I, like I said, I know that halftime show, they're going to be releasing who's going to be the act, you know, sometime soon here in the near future. And we'll go ahead and, and, and revisit that in an, at another time. But they also, I saw this thing that I tweeted out earlier today. And I thought it was pretty funny, man, because my good friend, uh, Rudy Campos Jr. over here, he was saying, uh, if you're in trigger, 
trigger a fan base with one word, one phrase, and Rudy puts out there, Des did not catch it. <laughs> that brings up the good question here. If you're going to trigger, trigger a fan base with one sentence, what would you say? How would you start the discussion if you wanted to go ahead and upset, I don't know, a, a, a Falcons fan, you know, for example, you know, or let's say, uh, a, I don't know, a Saints fan, you know, what, what are you going to tell them, you know, to go ahead and get, get them all riled up just for fun? You know, if you're going to trigger a fan base with one sentence, what would you say? Or people could say, you know, Taylor Swift is not a good, a good uh, singer, you know, even though she's a, she has a mass following. Oh, there you go. David Outwater. Ray Allen for three, bang, yeah. Or the point four with Derek Fisher. Don't forget that one either. You know, that arguably going ahead and took away one of the chips for um, from the San Antonio Spurs. That or the 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 missed um, opportunity that we had too when Manu Ginobili fouled one Dirk Nowitzki to send that game into overtime and the rest was history. <laughs> Tim Gonzalez, I wonder if we buy drinks at Mudslingers, can we put it under... Moneybags tab. I don't know. Let's go ahead and try that out. Go over there and tell him Jeff's got you. You know, he's good for it. He's got the money, man. You know what? In fact, let's go ahead and take a look at the other slide again. Y'all talking about money bags. There he is right there in all his glory. Went ahead and up. We, we updated this, by the way. We put the, the chain. He has now the diamond ring, the stake, the golden chalice. Let's see what else we go ahead and put up there for when he makes his appearance tomorrow. Got to add one more thing. So, guys, give me an idea. What else could I put in this picture uh, to go ahead and, you know, beef up the picture a little bit, upgrade it uh, for Jeff and his uh, and his guest spot tomorrow? Uh, Christopher Layout, for me, as Saints fans would be, it wasn't a DP. <laughs> I'll smack you. <laughs> Cowboys fans, botch, hold on, <laughs> hold by Romo. That McCants made me... Made an attempt to trigger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, what, uh, that's what he was doing there. We're going to go ahead and uh, move that slide out because Jeff, Jeff hates that slide. Every time I put it out, he's like, take it off. Take it off the screen. He hates the name Moneybags, by the way. So we told him it's never going to die. It's going to live on in infamy, Jeff. You know? So you, you better get used to the name Moneybags. But let's go ahead and take a quick pause here and read an get another sponsor uh, read for you. JPAR Real Estate has been a proud sponsor of ours since day one. Check out Cynthia J. Sanchez. Her reviews can't be wrong because all of the people that she sells homes to, they give her five stars and say that she is prompt, that she is understanding, that she communicates well, that she calls back, that she answers questions correctly. And yes, they say that she is good at what she does. If you are in the market to buy a home, sell a home, whether it be a rental property, primary residence, or Airbnb, reach out to Cynthia J. Sanchez from JPAR Real Estate. Her number is 210-273-0748. She has 16 years of experience in real estate and is a former claims adjuster with USAA. So she knows what she's looking for when she's showing you those pre-owned homes. Give Cynthia J. Sanchez a call at 210-273-0748 for all your real estate needs. Yeah, so definitely make sure you go ahead and give Cynthia J. Sanchez a call. Again, her number is 210-273-0748 for all your real estate needs. And y'all got me. Y'all caught me right now. I'm over here trying to DM uh, Carolina to give her the link so she could join the show. Give me one moment here. All right, there we go. So we're probably going to bring her in around maybe 1230, 1230 or so. Uh, so we'll go ahead and bring her in and have a discussion with her. Talking about all things sports, pop culture, entertainment. So it's going to be a, a good discussion with Carolina. Uh, she doesn't know what the topics are because I didn't really send them to her, full disclosure. So I'm going to kind of put her on the spot. So give me a moment. I'm trying to transition here. Oh, and by the way, guys, wanted to go ahead and give you guys an, up, an update. We are going to go ahead and do a, a, an event that we're going to have. And it's going to be involving fantasy football over at the Mad Pecker. A brewing company and you can go ahead and come out you know and hang out with us have some drinks we'll buy you around uh the the location of mad pecker is going to be at 6025 tesla road at suite number 100 and it opens on sundays at noon so we're going to be there at 12 15 you know we're going to go ahead and start the fantasy draft and we're going to be there 
uh, with uh, Brandon Medina, the host of the Fantasy Gods podcast. We're kind of toying with the notion of maybe doing a live remote from there. Uh, I know the place doesn't open till 12, but we're probably, if we're going to do a live remote, uh, we usually go on from 11 to 12. So that's something that we're toying with right now. We know we're really going to be able to do the live remote, but if in fact we do, we'll go ahead and let you guys know. But definitely we're going to be over there at the Mad Pecker Brewing Company. So make sure, guys, that you go ahead and come out, support, you know, and, and have a drink with us, man. It's going to be fun on a Sunday to sit down, get to know everybody, have a couple of drinks, have some good food over there. Uh, so come out and join us. We'll be out there. And we're going to go ahead and be on the lookout for Carolina because I know she's going to be joining us soon. But one of the things that, like I said, we're going to be talking about here is movies. So let us know what you're going to have in your top 10 uh, movies of all time as far as sports movies. You know, and I was playing with this earlier today and I was just, OK, let me see what happens. So full disclosure, I was playing around with with AI, right, with the chat GPT and all that kind of stuff, because I saw that tweet that they had put that I put out earlier. It was a retweet of what was it from Damien Scott and he put which movie which sports movie is missing from this top 10 list and then his top 10 list he had number 10 Space Jam number 9 Raging Bull number 8 he had Rudy at 7 he had The Wrestler at 6 he had Creed 5 Bull Durham at number 4 Remember the Titans number 3 The Karate Kid number 2 Field of Dreams and number 1 Rocky so when I was playing with the chat GPT, just playing around with it and seeing, okay, let's go ahead and see what this thing will spit out if I go ahead and put top 10 sports movies of all time. And the list was kind of surprising, man. And I didn't choose this list. This was done by AI. So at number 10, it gave me Rudy from 1993. Then it gave me at number nine, remember the Titans. At number eight, Chariots of Fire from way back in 1981. I don't think anybody's watching that one. At number seven, Moneyball. Six, Hoosiers. At number five, Rocky, the original Rocky from 1976. At number four, The Karate Kid. The Karate Kid just seems to be making like the top five of all-time sports films. You know, it's, it's weird to me. At number three, of course, you're going to have Field of Dreams. Uh, it, it has to be there in the top four, top five. At number two, Miracle. And at number one, are you kidding me, man? The AI went ahead and picked the Mighty Ducks from 1992. Is the Mighty Ducks one of those low-key, like, best sports films that you're going to put in your top 10? The Mighty Ducks? I mean, I remember watching it, and it was a good film and all. But, I mean, is it warranted of being in the top five? I don't know, man. That was kind of a head-scratcher to me. So we're going to see what, what Carolina thinks. So she's going to come on here pretty pretty soon. Let me see if she's texting me right now. Give me one moment. And just bear with me, guys. All right, there we go. I just had to go ahead and uh, text her real quick. Chariots of Fire was a good movie. That's what Daniel Castro is saying. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, from back in the day, you know, it's. It's still, I mean, the story is still good. It's just a little dated now. <laughs> no love for little giants. Oh, man. I, like I said, it wasn't me that made that list. That was done by AI, artificial intelligence, just me playing around with the chat GPT thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Little giants, is it a top 10? They didn't even put in the Sandlot, you know? Like, I know if everybody had to come up with their own top 10 list, all-time best sports films, your list would look a lot different. You know, I know some of y'all were going to put in Little Giants. Most of, Mostly, if not everyone, would have The Sandlot, you know, in there at some point. I think it's a good movie as well. As long as you're not putting in the one of that, that movie with, uh, with Shaquille O'Neal from back in the day. Was it called Blue Chips? I don't think that one's wor warranted of a top 10. Maybe it falls out of the top 10 a little bit, but either way, man, I, I don't think Blue chips? No. Little giants, maybe. You know? Nobody's giving no uh no love to Balls of Fury. I don't know if you all ever saw that movie, but that movie was pretty damn funny. I don't know if it's warranted of a top ten, but as far as let's say comedy sports films, that one's probably gonna be in a top twenty, if not, you know, top ten or something. But it would have to be a different category. It can't just be like the best 
sports films of all time. It would be like one of the best comedy sports films of all times. Yeah, David Outwater says, Sandlot is a classic. That it is. Hanover Fist, Mighty Ducks was a hit in the day. AI might have based on number one on revenue. Probably, you know, because it was, like I said, it was a good movie. But is it warranted of being in that top 10 of all time? I think Rocky is great. You know, it still holds up as far as the storyline goes, you know. And I just thought it was a good movie. So I, I enjoyed Rocky. I think Rocky is at least in the top top five somewhere. But yeah, man, Friday Night Lights is another good one, man. That's a good one, Chris Gonzalez. Rookie of the Year was a great movie, and it was. I liked Rookie of the Year. It was a good one from back in the day. Nobody's talking about no angels in the outfield. I remember when I was telling Jimenez to go ahead and uh, do a review on that one. Oh, here we go. We're going to be joined by Carolina now. And here she is, the one and only Carolina Teague. What's up? What's up? I'm not wearing my bra right now. I forgot it. <laughs> hey, at least you're upfront about it. You know, you ain't trying to hide. You're just out here telling everyone your business. <laughs> yeah, I'm free the girls right now. I had a oh long morning. God. I was washing clothes. My bra wasn't dried. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on the show and I'm not going to be have a bra. So that's why we're going to go from here on up because that's where that's what, what y'all. What yeah. I'm giving y'all what y'all. I'm giving y'all. That's that. <laughs> yeah, so we're kind of talking about like I was looking at, at a, a post that came out on Twitter. Right. So the post was uh, from let me go ahead and get the source. It was from Damian Scott. Right. And I went ahead and retweeted this, and he goes, what are your top 10 uh, greatest sports movies of all time, right? So yeah, on his yeah. list, number 10, he had Space Jam. Number 9, Raging Bull. Number 8 was Rudy. Number 7 was The Wrestler. At 6, he had Creed. Number 5, Bull Durham. Number 4 was Remember the Titans. 3, Karate Kid. And number 2, Fill the Dreams. And number 1 was Rocky 2. Rocky 2, not Rocky 1. And I was saying that I was playing around with AI earlier today, right? with that jet chat gpt and i said oh, okay yeah, let yeah. me go ahead and put top 10 movies of all time right sports films and number 10 it gave me rudy at nine it was remember the titans eight chariots of fire seven Moneyball. six hoosiers five rocky four karate kid at number three fill the dreams number two miracle and number one was the mighty ducks i'm like the mighty ducks from back in the day is that really a film that you're going to want to put in your top 10 of all time carolina I mean, it was good, but I mean, chat GBT probably was a '90s baby or something. <laughs> Think of that. Yeah, for real, <laughs> like you, you had to go ahead and have like your your top sports films that you really like watching. What would they be? Uh, well, I have really bad movie takes, and so I don't know. Uh, Jimenez had like Movie Wednesdays. I don't know if you remember that, and yeah. I would trust his opinion. So that's how bad my movie takes are. I would trust. Mike, who probably has some of the best or worst sports opinions on movies ever, that's who I would like look up to when it came to movie takes. So mine's aren't that great, but I would say like my personal number one, which may a lot of people may not like, is Draft Day. I like it. It's in a row the Browns. It was really fun to watch. It got bad reviews on uh, after I had seen it in the movie theater. But Draft Day is my personal favorite because there was so much drama and there was so much intensity built up about who the Browns were going to pick. So I love Draft Day. Definitely remember the Titans is fun as well. Um, and then I also liked, um, I've never seen the movie Rudy and Fool. Um, I've never seen the movie Rocky and Fool. Uh, which which heard, Rocky though? Which one? All of them. Like, I've never seen Rocky. Really? Nope. And everybody really? always is like, you've seen, like, I don't really watch movies. I watch sports. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, I watch sports. I watch crime films. But when it comes to, like, movies and sports, I'm not that great of a pick. So y'all have to recommend movies to me. Um, and I know Rocky is a great movie because I've seen clips. I've seen clips of Rocky. I've seen clips of Rudy. But to see it in full, like, I would, I just don't have the attention span. So I, that's really bad. I know it sounds really bad. <laughs> you got to see Rocky. You got to see that. You know what? And that's that's a good thing that uh, that kind of, you know, we're going to bring this up, like, these are things that maybe me and you can do like with the fans and kind of have like a, an online watch party where we get your live reaction to watching the original film Rocky at some point in time, you know, like when you have time, I know you're a very busy gal, 
-hmm. maybe at some point in time we can have like a live reaction where you're watching it and you'll be like okay this is good or you know giving us your reaction as you're watching the film that would be great because I like watching clips. So if I could do like a yeah. live clip reaction to Rocky or something like that, that'd actually be really fun because I watched The Sixth Sense for the first time a few weeks ago and I was in shock. Like, <laughs> like there's so many <laughs> I can't believe this. So uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's never seen The Sixth Sense. So definitely uh, don't have the best movie takes, but for sure, me personally, I loved the movie Draft Day and Remember the Titans. And there was another one that was on the chat GBT list uh, that they had mentioned. The I think Karate was, Kid? The Karate Kid, yes. Okay, so I do love the Karate Kid. I love the original Karate Kid. I love the new one with Will Smith's kid. I love all the Karate Kids. So I do love the Karate Kid. I wonder if Rush Hour counts as a sports movie because it is a kind of about oh, karate. I've seen that. So... <laughs> Rush Hour. Rush Hour is not a sports film. <laughs> it's like a comedy, but it is it is funny. I'll tell there you is that. some like, you know, ninja stuff going on. Because they're doing karate. karate. No, but it's 18. <laughs> wow for that. She's putting in Rush Hour as her as her top 10 sports film. Rush Hour is in my top five. <laughs> <laughs> this show is going off the walls now, totally, man. But if you could recommend a movie, I want to know what movies y'all would recommend because, you know, for me, I, I do want to watch sports movies. It's just that, and I want to see Moneyball. I do want to see Moneyball. And um, I like the movie Air. Does, is that considered a film with Matt Damon? and? Um, uh, yeah, Matt that's Damon a sports and, film. Uh, is that a movie or is that like a documentary? That's a movie, it's right? It's kind of like a docu docudrama. Okay, th then I like that one. I like Air. Air's definitely up there. If I watch the sports movies, I love them. So, like, I'd be the bad person to, like, ask. Because I'd be like, that was great. That, no, too, was great. Mike Bias is the, I, is the last Boy Scout. Is that considered a sports movie? I'm like, no. But I see what you started, man. The last Boy Scout. I mean, Scout. technically, they can be. If there's karate, if there's action, I mean, why not? Why not throw it in there? Oh, my God. Oh, and one of our friends here, too, watching or interacting with us here on Twitter. I'm going to go ahead and post this. Let me get this out here. Where is it? There. No. I got so many windows up. I'm even having trouble trying to follow my own stuff, man. I'm like, what the heck? I know. And I was so busy at work, too, by the way. I'm not, a, I'm not wearing a bra, you guys, which I'm not showing my breasts because I'm freeing the girls today. But usually my lighting is on point. And today it looks like I didn't pay my electricity bill and I'm using a candle. That's not what's going on. It's just that I couldn't find my good light. Oh, so I had to use my lamp <laughs> and my lamp shade <laughs> won't come off. So it looks like I didn't pay my electricity bill. But See, rest assured, I have. You're, you're out there in the, in the closet with the candle. <laughs> Give me sports takes. I'm going to do my sports takes take by any means necessary. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, but Jimmy, uh, our uncle, well, Jimmy C. Fields, he's called Uncle Jimmy here on, on Twitter. He gave us his top 10 list. He says, Major League, remember the Titans, a league of their own, the Sandlot, the best of times, Rudy, Rocky, Kingpin, Glory Road, he got game. He goes, honorable mention, Friday Night Lights, Semi-Tough, and Hoosiers. I forgot about League of Her Own. That's what I named the show after. Yeah. There's My no crying in baseball. <laughs> That's one of my, it's, I, yeah, I love that movie. So League of Their Own is a great movie too. Yeah, That's actually probably my number one because I could watch that movie over and over again. It's actually really sad. It makes me cry because the sisters are in two separate teams. <laughs> man, you're knocking every, you, man, you're a hot mess today. <laughs> knocking things down in the closet with the light, not wearing a bra. I'm like, man. But you're still here. This is what you get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is a podcast, okay? This is not, you know, <laughs> this is not, you know, a, a production. You know, say this is a podcast. I could be me. And that's why I love this podcast. I could be who I really want to be, which is myself, free, in my dark closet, where it looks like I didn't pay my cable dark closet. I promise I paid my cable or my electricity. I can tell Guyland this time. I said, hey, Guyland, I don't think Carolina paid her cable bill or her power <laughs> bill, her light bill. Struggling. <laughs> She's struggling. We might, might want to. We might want to start a, a fund to go help her ass out because yeah. she got problems. A GoFundMe. A GoFundMe. 
Hey, well, I wanted to talk to you real quick because there was this thing that came out earlier today and it was about Taylor Swift and reportedly Carolina, she declined to go ahead and play at the Super Bowl halftime show this coming this coming uh, year, you know. Uh, so what do you think about that? I mean, she declined. Usually that's something that let's say entertainers want to get up for because you, arguably it's the biggest stage in the world being able to play at the Super Bowl halftime show. And whether, you know, she's doing great or not right now, she's doing great, you know, on her tour. She's basically a billionaire just off of the tour alone. Mm -hmm. This would actually just make her that much more popular with international fans around the world that are watching this, you know. So that would just mean that they would go back and want to go ahead and listen to her music. And that would mean more money for her. But by her declining, she might be busy doing something else. Let's be honest. You know, she's a busy girl. But maybe to her, it's not about the money right now. Maybe it's just, you know what, she, maybe she might need some time to herself, you know, and she can't do everything all at once. She might be on the other side of the world, too, you know, doing a tour and then doing that halftime show, maybe a bit too much to her for her. But what do you think about that? I mean, do you think it's smart for her to just decline not playing at the Super Bowl? Um, I'm, I'm thinking Taylor, any artist who declines the Super Bowl would obviously do it for because it's in their best interest to do so. I'm not sure what her actual reasons are, but being at the Super Bowl last year where Rihanna performed, um, seeing the Super Bowls in the past, watching the J-Lo and Shakira documentary on how they prepared for the Super Bowl. And then you see uh, Cardi B's decline before. There's people who have been declined for political reasons. But um, if you see the background on how strenuous it is to prepare for the Super Bowl, it's not easy. You have to literally prep for weeks and weeks and weeks for a stage presence on the, on the biggest scale in America. This is and um, Super Bowl is the most watched show in America every single year um, for 15 minutes. And you have to go through multiple songs within a two to three minute span. So even coming up with the set, how you're going to make the set look, how you're going to prepare for it is difficult and a challenge on its own. Then you got to figure out the song rotation, how you're going to rotate them out, how you're going to show your showcase your, uh, catalog in such a short amount of time and it's so complicated I mean J-Lo looked like she was gonna have you know fall out um, mentally over it because of the strenuous preparation that it takes and having to organize all that stuff so it's a lot of stress and we don't know what Taylor's going through in her life she's coming off a stressful tour which takes a lot of preparation as well she may be preparing for the new album whatever the case may be it's in her best interest so it that's what she wants to do. And for me personally, I'm happy. I don't really care for Taylor Swift. And oh, I, there it is. I, I, don't, I don't really care for her music. She has some great songs, but I'm not a Swifty. So I, you know, would much rather see somebody else. Like, even if it's like, I feel like hip hop has been big for several years. I would like to see like rock come back maybe one year. Um, but I'm yeah. just over pop a little bit so um yeah i'm over like the pop music stuff but we'll see what happens i want to see who accepts the offer it's going to be interesting yeah. well, let me ask you a question so i was talking about the same thing you know hey you know i know pop music is very popular uh, a lot of entertainers right now are very popular when it comes to pop music that's what's played on the airwaves all the time but there's a lot of rock anthems at football games especially if you're watching a game they're playing rock and roll all the time when they're introducing the teams it's all rock and roll all the time. So I'm with you on that regards. You know, if they could go ahead and bring back like a, a rock band, you know, and have them go on and, and perform at the halftime show, I would, I would like that. I would like the change of pace. You know how they had it? Uh, was it like maybe it was a year ago or two years ago? They had the OGs. They had like Snoop or was it Eminem or yeah. Biddy Sant? There was a Mary J. Blige. You know, they all came out on stage and performed and it was a good show. You know, I mean, it was what it was. It would, they, they, they still were able to be mobile and perform and, and, and do their thing. But that's the thing as well. Like if they're going to go with the most popular acts, the other uh, acts that are aging, we're not going to see them be able to perform at the biggest stage anymore because they might be past their prime already and not be able to sing or not be able to, you know, go up and dance and all that anymore. So I would like to see that. If you had to pick a rock band that you'd like to see play at the halftime show, who would it be? Well, I don't have an answer to that because I also don't really listen to rock heavily, but I do enjoy rock music. So if you play the song, 
I can hear it for you or I could be like, oh, I like that song, but I can't tell you a band that I like. So I would have to have y'all tell me what band that y'all would like to listen to. For me personally, like if I had like when I think about rock, um, I like Marilyn Manson. Um, That's who I've always liked. I liked his music a lot. It was really fun to listen to, but also really dark at the same time. And that's just kind of how I am. Like, I'm really fun, but I'm also really dark at the same time. I have some shit. I Maybe they have a Metallica come out and play at the halftime show. I'd be people nice. People have said, yeah, like Metallica, like I like, I'm sure that would be great. Um, but I am gonna push back on the, you know, maybe they're older and they can't perform. My swimming coach, when I was in swimming, uh swimming in college, told me that you know age is nothing but a number. He was 85 years old, any of the best legs I've ever seen on a man in my entire life at the age of 85 he used to be an olympic swimmer in the 60s and for me if you have the reps in if you are a true performer at heart it doesn't matter how old you are you're always going to be a great performer now you might not be able to run around the dance stage like you used to but you're still going to be who you are at the end of the day so i think whoever it is even if it's older it would still be great to see them like i wouldn't judge them because they're old now I, yeah. I, would, I would say that. Yeah. So I know you're 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 up against it. You're gonna have to get out of here in a couple minutes because you got a meeting. Um, but let me ask you your opinion on this because I played this earlier in the show and I wanted to wait for you to come on that way I can ask you. But yesterday we had some comments, some offhanded comments by Rashad McCants about Coach Popovich, and it was a an excerpt that they played on the it was from that Gills Arenas podcast, Gilbert Arenas podcast. It's a good and podcast. He said he said Coach Pop is in a good is in a good coach. And then Kenyon Martin and everybody else just looking at him sideways like this boy's on smoking something. He's crazy, straight up crazy. And they had a heated discussion. He's like, well, this is why. And he doubled down on that on that rant. Coach Pop is not a good coach. I'm like, are you crazy, man? I mean, what were you, did you see the, the clip? I saw some of the clip and I just like turned it off because I was like, this is just like clickbait. This can't be real. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy to me. I mean, for him to even say something like that. But I understand that these guys, they, they do things like this because it's entertainment. So right. I'll, play the, I'll play the clip for you real quick so you can hear it. This whole time I've been thinking that Pop was on his way a bad out. coach. <laughs> Why would you think that? Because he's just been losing without good players. The finesse is in. When you're losing you're without serious? good players, it's like, serious? it's like, all right. Is that a serious statement he yeah. made? Yeah. It, no, he's serious about everything. Do you honestly saying, believe that? Yeah, can I, can I, you, can I continue? Okay, I'll let you know. Can I continue? So just like Doc Rivers, you know. So that was the excerpt, you know. That's what he was saying about Coach Pop, that he wasn't a good coach because he's been he's been losing with, I guess, the current cast of players that he has, you know, which are young, you know, and it's kind of the Spurs are kind of in a rebuild. They were tanking hard. They weren't trying to win. But that's not all Coach Pop's fault, you know. He's doing the best he can with this new plethora player, which is very young, but they're starting to come into their own now. They're starting to look better every year that they they go out there and they play under his regime. I mean, what do you think about, like you said, this guy's just full on nutso, you know? Yeah, and you know what? Nobody is uh, a, a deity or a god. So yeah. criticizing Coach Pop is not something that you can't do or it's taboo. But you do sound pretty foolish when you do talk about him because his uh, track record speaks for himself. I mean, you have five championship rings with the same team, uh, playoff team for over several decades, most winningest head coach of all time, longest tenured coach to stay with one simple team. And you're going to say he's a bad coach. Now he may have had players where he didn't necessarily get along with them and he didn't, they didn't mesh well in the system. There's been several players who come out and they've said that, that they weren't really happy in that system. Steven Jackson is somebody that is the first person that comes to the top of my head. Then you have somebody who like Kawhi Leonard also had his um, disagreements with how the system was run, but that doesn't t- make him a bad coach. Yeah. And he said he wasn't a good coach. No, he's not. He's a great coach. And anybody who was able to been trained under Pop, I think you're in in your it's a blessing because I don't 
see p- many players talk poorly about him. They've always saw- sang his praises because he's been able to develop them into who they are. And even if they're not a good fit for the team and they go to other teams, then they you see them have their bursts and the moments and they thrive at other teams as well. It's because of the system that they implemented. So to say that he's not a good coach is is foolish at best, for sure. Yeah, I thought so too. Anyway, it's just clickbait. But you know, there was another thing that they were that I was talking about earlier today, and it was a retweet uh, that I had put out there, and it was by non aesthetic things. He put it out there on Twitter, and I retweeted it because I thought it was funny. It says, "Trigger a fan base with one sentence," and it's like they were saying, "Cowboys fans, Des, that was not a catch." You know, <laughs> Bears fans, Bears fans. I got to say, it'd be the missed field goal attempt. Yeah, when people say double doink. I get triggered because I'm like, just shut the hell up. Like, just shut the hell up. Like, first of all, it pisses me off because um, that, first of all, it really makes me mad just the whole situation on its own because Cody Parkey, uh, the e- he played for the Eagles and they were up against the Eagles that day and they knew how he was as a kicker and they knew that if they iced him, he was going to miss the second time because he wasn't that great of a kicker. So sure enough, coach already knew how he was at the Eagles. Uh, called timeout. They iced him. He misses the field goal. It's a double doink. And it's gone down in history as one of the most, like, it, it gets under my skin when people bring up the double doink thing. And it also gets under my skin when people bring up double doink and they're not a part of our division. I think every team or every anybody who's a fan of other teams should just shut the hell up unless their team gets <laughs> to the top of the playoffs. And if we're not in your division, you really shouldn't be trash talking my team. You should be worried about your own division. You should be worried about your own team. And your own team has uh, moments that they will regret for the rest of their lives as well. So unless you won a championship last year and you won the Super Bowl, Keep your thoughts to yourself and don't try to bully me and my team and try to get under my skin because I'm going to tell you about your team and you're going to get in your feelings. I have lost so many friendships with men, family members, because my uncle is a diehard Cowboys fan. We finally made up recently. He really pissed me off because he was the biggest diehard Cowboys fan and he was just like spouting like disrespectful stuff about the bears and i was just like bro they're not even in your division why do you care so much about my team worry about the eagles worry about the giants worried about worry about the commanders don't worry about the bears he was giving you a hard time about the double doink well i'm gonna give you a hard time now i'm gonna give you a hard time when has your team made it to the super bowl when has your team had an effective offensive line this is when their offensive line wasn't that great when was your team had had a good defense? So it got really bad to the point he got really mad at me. And I got under his skin. He didn't talk to me for years. Ooh, you all got heated. It got heated. It was one of those, yeah. you know, like, we about to fight. Type stuff. <laughs> we about you to pull fight. off your earrings. Fight. <laughs> play, play with somebody else. Now, yeah. if he had an intelligent conversation with me and talked to me about the Bears in an intelligent way and he didn't disrespect my team the way that he was doing it to get under the skin that i want to disrespect your team if we want to match energy disrespect with disrespect then we're going to have a falling out because i'm going to be just as disrespectful i'm going to offend you just as much so just stay out of my team's way and worry about your own division that's why i fell out with my uncle and i feel like that with other teams too like that yeah there is things that get under our skin like double doink still to this day it does (laughs) i'm mad right now and just don't even talk about it I remember when the double doink happened and everybody was trying to reach out to you. You were like, you unconsolable. You went MIA for a couple of hours. Then you pop back on later and you're like, I said, I are you doing out okay? everybody on social media. Yeah, I totally you do. I haven't texted you and I said, you doing okay? And you're like, um, no, but I'm doing better now. I needed a minute. I remember that text message vividly. I needed a minute. <laughs> you know, it's like if you're a true football fan like I am um, or a sports fan, whatever. I don't know about y'all, but when your team loses, I am depressed. Like, legit depressed. Stay away from me. Don't talk to me. Don't text me. It's not funny. It's not a joke. Don't crack jokes at me. Like, just leave me alone. (laughs) 
And that's why it's hard to date women who do love sports. And I always recommend if men like women that love sports, don't. Because if you're around me and you're talking during the, the football game, stop talking to me. I'm trying to watch the game. I'm trying to hear what calls are being played. I'm trying to hear what down we're at. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you like women, I suggest don't go for women who are like, psycho sports fans like myself Jeez. we're gonna bump heads unless we like the same team then you probably my soulmate but there you go yeah. you know what carolina is small in stature man but she's not somebody you want to cross paths with because she got fire in her no and you know what my um <clears throat> my significant other is a cowboys fan huge cowboys fan and we get along really well because he knows better like, if my team is on, you're rooting for my team. If your team is on, the Cowboys, I'm rooting for your team. Because there's been times where he's, like, going for the other team and trying to, like, <laughs> get under my skin. And I just, like, <laughs> like, I just go off on him. So when his team starts to lose because the Cowboys, by the way, haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time, then I'm going to get my lick back. And I'm going to make you feel like crap while you're on the couch sad about your team. So it's just not a good, it's just not good. Okay. <laughs> Mike Bias, he's saying, because MCS general contracting, because they pour concrete. He says, if she ain't MCS hard, I don't want it. <laughs> well, I know you got it. You're up against it. You got a meeting coming up here. But just quick, you just wanted to go ahead and say, you know, if you haven't already, make sure you do go pick up the latest, ep the latest issue, the latest magazine of Latinx, because it has on the cover our one and only Carolina Teague. And they even did, you had the behind the scenes things, which is really cool. Go check that out on her YouTube channel. She was showing, she was doing a photo shoot in a convenience store of all things. And it was, it was cool. I like that. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Cause the story is not about sports. Cause I, y'all, y'all know how to talk about sports for a long time. They wanted to be, for me to talk about my life and how I got to this point. Um, and the writer was just incredible. The editor in chief, he like told me like really nice things about my career. And I was just in shock because I was like, wow, I didn't know people thought that about me. Um, because I've just been working. Like I never even thought about it like that. So he just wanted to see like what made my mind and my mentality the way it is to be quote unquote successful in his opinion in this field. And I just kind of told him my background and my story. So I've been, I, you know, y'all are here like a lot. And the reason why I did uh, the photo shoot at the convenience store was because, um, you know, they want, um, they're, we were pitching ideas and they were like, well, why don't you do it at like the Hayes Bridge or the Pearl or where the great graffiti walls? And I'm like, well, that's not really my journey. I didn't grow up in those areas. This is the area I grew up in. This is where I was always at. So it only makes sense for me to have the cover of the story in the area that I grew up in so people can see that even though you come from humble beginnings and things aren't perfect, like, you know, especially as Hispanics or minorities yeah. um, or, or just people who ain't got no damn money, no matter what race you are. You can rise above. Yeah, you can still rise above that. Yeah, exactly. So y'all y'all, see it. it it's going to be fun. And the League of Our Own podcast is... Tomorrow. tomorrow yeah tomorrow and i have a special guest i'm confirming right now but you guys know who that person is already so y'all be excited to see who it is and i'm announcing it tomorrow i just need to confirm it if i would have confirmed it an hour ago i told y'all but i haven't confirmed it but it's somebody y'all already know so yeah so <laughs> i'll go ahead and retweet too how they can go ahead and get their their issue of um latinx so they can go ahead and check out you on the cover all right well i'm going to go ahead and let you go because i know you got to get to your meeting already but thank you so much for hopping on Tuesdays with Teague again, and we got to go ahead and maybe do a movie review where we go ahead and get you a couple clips and we do a reaction. And I think that'd be fun for the fan base. Yes, I would love to just give me some movies. I know people throw out some movie ideas. I will yeah. live react to some damn clips because after we're past a minute, you're going to lose my attention. So I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, thank I you for joining us. On and um, I will pay my electricity bill in a few days. So <laughs> I'm going to send this clip to Guylen, by the way. said she didn't pay her electricity bill. <laughs> he's going to be mad. He's going to be mad. Do not say he's going to be like, oh, she complains about lighting all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's going to laugh. All right, I'll All see right, you later. Bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> it's always a good time to have CT on the show. And like you all saw, too, we had an appearance of Michael Jimenez and went ahead and left us a comment about CT. Thanks for joining in and tuning in, Mike. 
And before we go ahead and bring this show to a close, too, we're going to go ahead and hear another word from our sponsors. Serenity Manor is an events venue located at 14405 Old Bandera Road, across from Flores Country Store, set in a historic building that is over 100 years old. You can have a baby shower, bridal showers, quinceañeras, sweet 16s, corporate events, weddings. There's an indoor and outdoor venue with a dance floor and a sand volleyball court out in the back, set under the shade of the trees, and there is beautiful lighting in the evenings. Serenity Manor is a very beautiful place that is very family-oriented, and they have rotating Thursday nights. They have karaoke and game nights. They also have a bar that serves beer, wine, and margaritas. So after a concert at Floors Country Store, you can go over, diagonal across the street, patty corner, grab a beer, get away from the crowd, and check out the beautiful Serenity Manor. All right, so make sure you go and do check out Serenity Manor. Again, the address is 14405 Old Bandera Road in Helotus, Texas. Zip code is 78023. So that's about all the time we have for today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for Tuesdays with Teague. It was always a good time to have Carolina on. And we'll go ahead and do some movie reviews as far as like little clips and get her live reaction on some of these classics. That'll be a, a good a good time with Carolina. <laughs> and look at Mikey Menace. I took a shot of Buffalo Trace every time I heard the double doink. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Maybe Mike will go ahead and uh, comment to us, uh, more often. You know, it's good to, to see him and have him in here, man. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for interacting with us. And, and making the show go, we can't, we can't, you know, thank you guys enough. So also make sure you subscribe and help us get those viewer hours up because we're almost at that threshold where we can go ahead and monetize the channel fully. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and say goodbye for today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're out. Peace.